So here is what the 11 is really about. This isn't channeled. This isn't something that I made up. This isn't something that was given to me by a being. This is based on sacred geometry, sacred mathematics, the observation of natural patterns throughout thousands of years. I'm Nat Olson, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's use the ancient wisdom of the numbers and our connection to our spiritual life to become guided and resourced professionals. Move into that next level, bring in enchantment, impact, and income into our lives. Hey you, welcome back. So in this month's episode, I am going to dive deep into a question that I get asked all the time, which is the meaning of seeing the repeating number 11 or 1111. And the reason why I've decided to record this episode here in December is because we are about to enter a new year. So regardless of when you're listening to this episode, the importance of what we're about to talk about is we're, we're going to be talking about new beginnings. We're going to be talking about fresh starts. And we're going to be talking about what is required to be able to access the reset button, to be able to access a clean and blank slate, which I believe is very much connected to the number one or the number 11 in numerology. So stay tuned. I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everybody who continues to support this podcast by sharing it with friends and family, by donating. There's always a link in the show notes to do so. And by commenting over on their podcast app and rating the podcast. You guys rock. I appreciate you so much. And just a reminder, if you want more, if you want to dive into the thematic of each month's episode, you can join the seventh floor, which is our exclusive Patreon membership. It's $5 a month. And I will go over there and record a a bonus audio to accompany the theme that we've talked about this month. So I'll share more details about that at the end of this episode, but there is also a link in the show notes to check out the seventh floor. All right, let's dive in. So I'm going to put timestamps in the show notes. If you want to dive right into the meaning of 11, 11, 11, you can head over and click on that timestamp. But I want to share with you, for those who listen to me every month and who are right here right now in December 2023, I want to tell you specifically why this is on my heart, why I feel like you and I need to talk about this. I think that when we move into a new year, obviously we touch upon and cover what are our intentions, what are our goals, what do we want to give the zero, give the universe as our request, what do we want to manifest? And we're definitely going to be talking about that in coming episodes because 2024 is an eight universal year. The eight is about let's go, let's manifest, let's make things happen, right? It is inherently a number of goal setting. But what we don't talk about enough are the developmental stages that are required to go from nothing to something, to go from idea to fully manifested physical thing in this physical world. And numerology has a beautiful code for that process. The numbers one through nine, 
are describing that process to a T. The one is the new beginning. It's the fresh start. It's the new idea, the new vision, the new business, the new identity. Yes? And then you move into the number two. It's about collaborations and receptivity and attracting support and attracting companionship. Then we go into the three. It's about self-expression, finding your voice, letting go of the fears of shining. You've got the four, which is the practical building, you know, creating programs and systems and structures for the thing that's on your heart to take root, getting down into the details, right? You've got the five, which is about promotion and expansion and and being uncomfortable, getting outside of your comfort zone. And you've got so on and so forth. You've got the six, which is about developing community and coming from your heart and wanting to nourish and feed the garden that you've planted. And you've got the seven, which is about diving deeper into the understructure, the deeper why behind why you're doing what you're doing. It's also about diving into the specialty, diving into the realm of study, diving into the specificity um, that's maybe even invisible behind what you've created. And then you've got the eight, which is about manifesting at new levels. It is about going out there and making the money, sharing resource, empowering yourself and others through business, through commerce, through conversation. And then you've got the nine, which is where whatever we've created can actually reach more people or it can start to dive into charity or humanitarian work, etc. So that was a very quick run through. And the point of this episode isn't actually to go through a workshop of that power of sequence. But the point is this, everything that is worthy of being here starts first with the number one. And if we bypass this, as many of my clients have when they come to me, They have then created lives or created relationships or created identities or callings or careers that although they might look good from the outside, they are never fulfilling. They are never satisfying. They feel like they're in the wrong shoes. It is imperative that we tap in to the number one. That's what we're going to do here. So let's dive into the meaning of seeing repeating ones but also for the purpose of this episode, what we need to do, what we need to know so that we can finally access the new beginnings, the new realities, the new identity that we might be craving. Really quick, if you've been following me for a while, you've heard me go over this spiel before, but I think it's important to go over. Um, With my private clients, we don't talk about repeating numbers very often. And there's a couple of reasons for this. I think the first reason is no matter what repeating number you're seeing, regardless of the frequency or the symbol, repeating numbers are first and foremost simply a spiritual awakening. It's a spiritual reminder that there is some sort of infinite intelligence behind the scenes that is there, that is responding to you, communicating with you, reaching out its hand. And what I'll tell my clients is, I want you to just sit in that knowing and sit in that truth. Before you go and look up the meaning of these symbols, I want you to revel in the awakening that that presence is there. That to me is 99% of the power of seeing any, any symbolic thing in the world. 
any synchronicity. 99% of the power is, oh, that's right. There is a magical energy behind the scenes and it is responding to me. It is available. It loves me enough to want to mirror and match me and to work with me. And so many clients, just that one epiphany, just that one knowing, actually makes it so that there isn't that sense of, I need to decode the numbers anymore. And there's more of a sense of, I'm going to now be very intentional about what I want and what I'm asking for, and be more intentional then about receiving guidance from that infinite intelligence in more intentional ways, right? Through a spiritual practice, not just through symbology that's spontaneous or random, but but through actually sitting every morning for five to 10 minutes and writing down specific answers. Does that make sense? So I want to just cover that really quick. Not talked about enough. I've been a numerologist. I've been practicing this for over a decade. And that is probably the most powerful truth about repeating numbers. You're having a spiritual awakening. That presence wants your participation. Pay more attention to what you are asking and be more intentional about how you might be receiving the answer. Now, with that said, there is something that's really fascinating happening, which is that it seems that throughout history, there are certain symbols that make themselves known in the collective unconscious. Like as a society, there are times when as a society, we almost have this innate hunger for something because we know that we're deficient in it. And you can see this throughout history, you know, you can see that there are are times when community becomes more of an archetype. You can see times when traditionalism becomes more of an archetype. You can see times when liberation becomes more of an archetype. But for some reason, right now, 11, 11, 11 is this symbol that we just know we need for wholeness. It's missing. So here is what the 11 is really about. This isn't channeled. This isn't something that I made up. This isn't something that was given to me by a being. This is based on sacred geometry, sacred mathematics, the observation of natural patterns throughout thousands of years. The number one is a symbol that represents the spark of individuality. There's a book by Sandra Barrett. Um, it's called The Secret of Your Cells. And she talks about this. She says that life cannot exist without a container of self. And that container is the circle. So you cannot find anything that is alive where there isn't a circle. And it makes sense. You cannot have an individual self, an individual organism without a boundary, without a circle. I remember when I read this, it was this big aha moment because the ancients, like in the time of Pythagoras 2,500 years ago, they associated the circle with the number one. It's that one single point that goes out in all directions. 
the circle. In numerology, we don't say that the one represents uniqueness and individuality and independence just because. It's because it's based on this deep historical pattern and thematic. It is a fingerprint of God. So the number one is really about honoring this incredible gift of the individual self. It's reminding us, yeah, life cannot exist without a container, without an individual, without a self to honor, but you could say it in another way. Your life can't exist without you. (laughs) Your life cannot exist without you. And it sounds so funny to say that. But after working with so many, so many clients that have a one life path, one expression number in my private practice, I will tell you this is a thematic for the number one. The thematic is I actually don't choose me. I actually initially don't even have a boundary of self. I do not know where I end and another begins. I have no skin. I am completely vulnerable. So when we see ones, repeating ones, the first thing that we need to just sit in is to sit in the divine mandate that we were given to choose ourselves. Your life cannot exist without you choosing you, choosing your unique desires, your unique preferences and and visions and perspectives. And this is not egotism you know this isn't selfishness i think that that's like the lie that keeps the one in its lower function the one says that it is in choosing ourselves that we are then able to be our best selves do our great work contribute our light to the world selfishness to me is actually not taking care of ourselves and expecting other people to live our lives for us, expecting other people to give ourselves something that we're not giving ourselves, right? Like when you meet a very selfish person, it's a person who's starving, not a person who's full and whole. So collectively, we're seeing all of these ones, all of these 11s right now, in our Western society. Why? Because we have a massive deficiency in honoring the self. To put it another way, because we have an epidemic of conformity. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this has coincided with technology and the internet and social media. It's only natural when we're consuming other people's thoughts and lives and feelings and articles and blogs and images that we almost lose our skin. We lose that boundary of self. We don't know anymore what it even looks like and feels like to be authentically us. We can't even hear the voice of the genuine 
in us anymore, right? And so although it seems like we are a Western culture of individualism, it is more like we've become a culture of conformism, of comparison, of trying to be like each other, trying to mirror each other. The one, when it's in its higher function, doesn't conflict with togetherness and with generosity and with family and with community, right? Like the one is not the standard, I think, philosophical understanding of the individual. That is not what the one is about. It is about honoring the self so that then you can better honor others. It is about choosing yourself so that you can help other people do the same. So I find it so fascinating in numerology to look at the the timing cycle meaning of a number alongside the personality qualities of it. So like the timing cycle meaning of the number one is new beginnings, right? The one comes out of the zero. It's the first spark of something. It's new life, new reality. But the personality qualities that are associated with the number one, get this, vulnerability and sensitivity. And this is a very, very important thing for us to cover if you're seeing 1111s or if you again are wanting a new beginning. Usually what happens before the new beginning before you have access to it, before you have clarity on it, or let's say even before you want to go full force into it, are these like incredible moments of vulnerability where you suddenly become aware of your vulnerability. You suddenly become aware of your preciousness. If you have a one in your chart, you know what I'm talking about. On the number spectrum one through nine, Ones are known as the most sensitive, the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. That sensitivity is truly, truly a superpower because what it does is it safeguards. It safeguards you from not betraying yourself, from recognizing the preciousness of you, of seeing yourself through the eyes of God, through the eyes of your creator, of knowing that you are equally as important as them, of knowing that you were equally as lovable as them, you were equally as deserving as them. But it first kind of gets catalyzed by that sense of, whew, I'm vulnerable. Yeah, you are. And the one, the 11, it shows up and it says, you are. And you have been enacted with sanctifying the preciousness of you. You have been enacted with growing that boundary of self, so to speak. So if you're on the precipice of change of a new beginning... This is usually one of the things that we might notice. I feel so vulnerable. Sometimes the one 
is associated with neuroticism. Uh, typically, if somebody has a 1 or an 11 in their chart, there is that sense of um, spiraling, worrying, that, that anxiety. But you know where that comes from? It comes from, I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself, and I definitely don't then trust my creator or the zero or God in what it's delivering to me through feeling and thought, through emotion. So heightened anxiety, heightened sensitivity, a heightened sense of I am vulnerable is a catalyzer for, I got to choose me. I got to develop a better awareness of who I am. This is going to sound so random, but uh, there's a scene from a movie that I was thinking about that I feel like symbolically represents the 11, what it means about honoring the self, about choosing the self. Do you remember the movie The Breakfast Club? When I looked up um, the numbers of John Hughes, who was one of my favorite filmmakers, he was the one that did all of these beautiful coming-of-age movies in the 80s, like The Breakfast Club, um, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles. I looked up his numbers, and guess what? He was an 11 expression number. Of course he was. All of these coming-of-age stories about teenagers and about their sort of struggle to kind of find themselves and navigate coming into their own agency and autonomy. Um, All of these movies were about that thematic. And one plus one equals two, the number of relationship and connection and companionship, they were also about love. Many of his stories were love stories. But there's this one scene in The Breakfast Club. All of these high school kids are doing a day of detention together on a Saturday. And it's just a hodgepodge of kids. Um, Sort of the princess, the preppy girl, which I would say is like the number three in numerology, the athlete, the number four, the brain, the number seven, the basket case, the number nine, and the criminal, the number five. So it's these beautiful sort of archetypal characters that really do represent um, some of the numbers in numerology but there's a scene where they're all sitting in a circle together and basically sharing like the bad thing that they did to get detention and the thing that so many of them shared in common was they came from homes or came from parents where they didn't feel understood And there's this one scene where the athlete says, my God, are we going to be like our parents? And the princess, Molly Molly Ringwald, says, not me, ever, with tears in her eyes. I mean, it's from deep emotion. I'm never going to be like them. And the basket case, Allison says, it's unavoidable. It just happens. And 
the princess, Claire says, what happens? And Allison says, when you grow up, your heart dies. Your heart dies. Your heart. That's that soft self. That's that vulnerability. I think that that scene stands out to me so much when we're talking about the one and talking about the 11 because ultimately that whole movie was about these kids being put in detention because other people didn't understand them and they didn't even understand themselves. And they had to go through this experience of breaking down, of being precious and being vulnerable and being so different from each other to finally understand themselves, to finally know themselves, to finally like decide that they are going to choose to be who they want to be and do what they want to do. Remember the, um, the principal, he gave them this assignment during detention to write an essay on who they think they are. And I just thought, gosh, I mean, that's like the journey of the one. Who am I? And not who do other people think I am or who do other people want me to be, but like actually who am I? That movie represents the prisons that we are put in when we do not understand ourselves. So the one, the 11, 11, 11 is this collective symbol right now that is asking us to come back to who am I? And what's on my heart? And what puts me at my best? What does it feel like to be me? And where do I draw the line between me and another person? I've literally had clients with the one in their chart draw a circle on the floor, like get a big piece of cardboard and draw a circle on that and stand in front and stand in the center of it. Because the one has to learn that they have ownership of themselves and no one else gets to cross that boundary. To start to even visualize like where your energy ends and another person begins. To start to to almost have separation. What's fascinating is one of the ways that ones will kind of spiritually bypass their higher potential is by actually talking themselves into oneness. Like meaning, um, I don't want to have ego when they actually have none. (laughs) Or I want us to all be one 
right? But it's all actually coming from this, this undeveloped place of I don't exist, I don't matter, I choose other people, I don't choose myself. Yeah, when you grow up, your heart dies. When you grow up, your heart can die. If you navigate the world and you do not choose yourself. You do not choose what lights your heart. What puts a skip in your step. What makes you feel giddy. What makes you feel soothed. What makes you feel in integrity. When you grow up, your heart dies if you betray yourself. And that's what all of these kids were speaking to. Every single one of them came from a different version of the same thing. The rich girl and the criminal, right? Even though it was a very different dysfunction that they were coming from, the thematic was same. They were coming from an environment and they were coming from, let's say, mentors or guides who betrayed themselves. So I believe that 1111 has become a thing, not because it's saying good is coming, not because it's saying, um, you know, instant manifestation is here. I, I, when you look at what the one actually means, you see deeper. You see that this one is showing up symbolically because we need to learn what it's like to be us. We need to learn how to honor ourselves. I believe it's sacrilegious. I believe it is a betrayal of God to not honor what we need to be filled up. To disavow the guidance that we're seeing, to negate the breadcrumbs of inspiration that are guiding us. No, we choose ourselves and we lean into our unique path. And our new beginning and our new reality via giving ourselves permission to be who we are and to go in the direction that we want to go in. Now, of course, there's nuance here, right? Can somebody say, I'm going to just honor my truth and do unethical things? Yeah. That's not what we're talking about, though. Not letting your heart die, not betraying yourself is something that actually works out in everyone's favor. So 
moving into new beginnings, moving into new realities. And for some of you who are listening right now in December, moving into 2024, incredibly powerful year and incredibly powerful time. It is so important that you do not put yourself in the prison of pursuing things that are out of alignment with who you are and what you really want. And so what I want you to just think about, I want you to just think and chew on and consider this thought. Whenever you see the 11, 11, 11, a repeating one, or any time you want to move into a new beginning, to sit with this thought of, I choose me. I am not going to betray myself. If I betray myself, I'm actually betraying everyone else. And I think it's a really important like journaling exercise to do or inner work to engage in. I've really discovering, excavating what is uniquely on your heart. I feel like the one, the 11 new beginnings are also, they seem to always correlate with breaking away from the tribe. breaking away from the status quo, breaking away from the conventional, from what has been pre-established. That's vulnerable. It's fleshy. (laughs) But sitting down and actually writing out what you are deciding to choose because you want to, because this is the standard that you want to set. Getting honest and telling the truth about what's really on your heart, about how good you see it, about how good it can get. That's key. I choose me and journal on What is this new thing? What is this new standard that you're setting? And how are you breaking away from the conventional, from the old, from the outdated? I'm going to say one last thing, which is kind of intense. Well, it's like the nine in my chart, the nine expression number. Which, by the way, was the basket case character. Um, I think her name was Allison in The Breakfast Club. But (sighs) researchers say that the people who are most vulnerable to psychopaths and narcissists um, are the ones who have not yet developed the self. I'm thinking back over so many girlfriends and 
beautiful clients that I've had who have a one life path, one expression number, or an 11. And this theme, that this seems to be a thematic, is that if you do not develop that sense of self, the practice of choosing your own voice, prioritizing your thoughts and feelings, you are vulnerable. You know, people and and situations, and not all of them are, are truly coming from bad intentions, but people can sense where there are no walls, where there is no agency, where there are no boundaries, and they will move in. Realities will infringe upon your open borders. And you didn't even ask them. I feel like that's the other elephant in the room as we move into 2024. An eight universal year, a year of being a master, manifester. You know, it's like, if you do not understand yourself, if you don't know yourself... If you don't choose yourself, people will come in and infringe on the real estate of your will. And it, again, won't even be because they're, they have ill intent. Although, those that do not have your best interests at heart, those that are roaming around, trying to occupy someone else's precious life and precious will for their own, um, they can see the ones without the number one from a mile away. So, in review, (laughs) the reason that you might be seen repeating once, and also the way that you can tap into the one, new beginnings, fresh starts, new realities, is by choosing yourself, honoring the sanctity of your individual desires, growing your own skin, And yes, initially, there is going to be vulnerability and sensitivity, justifiably so. Where you are vulnerable, the universe will show you. It will say, you need to create a boundary here. You need to draw your line in the sand of where you end and other people begin, of what you find acceptable and what you will no longer tolerate, right? That's normal. That is a initiation into a new beginning. And thank God it is. Ones are about no longer conforming and instead listening to the genuine voice within yourself and knowing that in doing so, you are not betraying the incredible gift that your creator gave you. The gift of your unique blueprint, your unique purpose, your unique calling. And because you know that by choosing yourself, 
and choosing what's right for you, what's good for you, what's aligned with you is divine. It is what is most in service. So to access a new beginning, get really clear that you are going to choose yourself first. Well, because that's what you're responsible for. And get clear on the new thing, the new standard that is on your heart. You are breaking away from something. You're ending something. You're closing a chapter for a reason. Make sure you document that and get intentional about that. so that you set your GPS to to the right location, the one that really is aligned with you. I appreciate all of you so much. Over on the seventh floor this month, I am going to be answering questions that you guys might have about the one or the 11. So if you have always wanted to ask a numerologist about seeing that repeating number or about any of the topics that we've talked about today, comment on the blog and let me know. And remember, there's always a link in the show notes to work with me one-on-one. If you want to dive, if you want to dive into deep transformational work where we dive into your numbers, where you learn how to rise from the lower function into the higher function, where you learn how to embrace your calling and your purpose so you can make a bigger impact in your life and the lives of the people that you love, please contact me. In the intro session, you can get to know me, get to know the two core numbers in your chart, and we can also assess whether the one-month or six-month program might be the key to your next level breakthrough. I appreciate you guys so much and stay tuned. I might have something new up my sleeve for 2024 with the Numerology Chick podcast. I can't wait to share it with you.